I am really excited about this one. Uh, this is part one of how can I be here with you? And I feel like we're all going to get a lot out of this one. I feel like this one is going to hit close to home for many people. Um, and I'm excited that you're here, a part of this conversation. And so things like attraction, like how we notice beauty or arousal or how you sleep or how you feel whenever you wake up, things like resilience and vigilance and healthy thought patterns are regulated through what is called the noradrenergic system. And when you go through something traumatic, like something very painful or 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 something that is 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 super difficult, your noradrenergic system can actually become unbalanced or it can even shut down completely. So that doesn't always happen, but it is a very 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 uh, likely possibility. So like, have you ever been hurt or experienced something that causes you to feel like you can't sleep? Or maybe the opposite end of the spectrum, like it causes you to feel like you can't even get out of bed. Have you ever been through something that makes you feel like anyone could come along and break you emotionally at any moment? Have you had a moment in life where you don't see the beauty of people or places or things quite like you did at one point? If you answered yes to any of those questions, then you, you know what I'm talking about. Because the reason that happened is because you went through something that unbalanced your noradrenergic system. So the question that I'm bringing is like, how do we restart this system? Like, how do we heal? When do we heal? Can we live again? And so a priest, a rabbi, a shaman, an imam, a nun, and a monk enter a conversation around this question. Our people have been hurt. Can they live again? This is not the start of a joke. Uh, this is the start of an allegory, a story. They enter this conversation together. This priest, this rabbi, this shaman, this imam, this nun, and this monk. Acknowledging that the people in their community have been hurt. And they're wondering, can these people live again? So right off the bat, let's say the rabbi brings up the story of Ezekiel and the dry bones, where Ezekiel is, is walking in this path and, and sees these, these bones that are described as dry. They're old. They're, uh, they're breakable. They're, they're, they're turning into dust. Um, and Ezekiel asked the question, or God asked the question of Ezekiel. Yahweh says, can these bones ever live again? And Ezekiel responds with you alone, O Yahweh, know if these bones will ever live again. But then the monk starts to bring up the idea of elimination of suffering and the fact that we eliminate suffering by eliminating our need for desire, uh, bringing up this this uh, idea that if we can uh, if we can if we can dive into the four noble truths, we can eliminate desire in our own uh, in our own uh, cognitive frameworks. And then as a result of that, we eliminate desire, eliminating suffering. But let's say they are tasked with, like they're tasked even further than that. So they have the question, they have the problem, they have the question, but they're tasked with finding a singular answer that can be exercised in all of the context that they teach it. So they start to have to figure out like, what is the common ground? 
and they find that the common ground is the people. They all have sizable groups of people that frequently meet for social interaction through spiritual practices. And when they meet, they can accomplish many things, both positive and negative, depending on the purpose of the group. But if they want to help people live again, like if they want to jumpstart the, uh, the norogenergic system, it's going to require working towards collective individualism. Collective individualism sounds like an oxymoron, but I promise you it's not. So I'll define it with a question. I'll define collective individualism with the question, can I authentically be myself and be a part of something greater than myself? Or another question that would define it is, can we build groups where I can both be authentically myself and if desired, if I desire it, I can find new ways of authentically being. Uh, it is it is all of what was and all that will be. Collective individualism is asking, how can I be here with you? How can I make it safe for you to be here with me? Has anyone ever asked you, how can I be here for you when you are going through the carnage of life? something dark and when they ask you that you actually believe them like you are going through the worst moments of your life they ask you this and you believe that they want to be here with you and suddenly you feel like you can breathe a little bit again When that happens, your, your neurogenergic system is starting to balance itself out. It's responding properly and it's starting to provide clarity. Um, and that's a, that's a beautiful thing. And that, that comes from, that comes from this level, this deep selfless level of social support. So next week, I'm going to dive into some science and some wisdom traditions, asking questions on how or even can we foster social support in this way? Like, is it by chance? Are there practices we can take to cultivate it? Can we actually build communities? Particularly, can we build communities that have intentional spirituality that do more good than harm? So yesterday, I had a long conversation with my friend, Dr. Katie Blake. Uh, she is a social psychologist who has researched social support extensively. Uh, she's quite honestly, uh, she's she's an amazing, amazing, not only academic, but uh, person. And she is someone that I consider to be building communities similar to the ones that we are beginning to describe. So she was gracious enough to, to meet with me via Zoom for a couple hours to teach me some stuff, to provide some resources. And... I cannot wait to bring more of that conversation to part two of this conversation next week. Uh, so tune in. Between now and then, if you have any insights, if you have anything you want to contribute to the conversation, any questions that you want to bring to the table, I, I would love that. My DMs are open. If you have my number, uh, if you want to set up a Zoom call, I, I love talking about this stuff. I love hearing about other people's experiences with this stuff. So Please, please, please reach out and we will see you for part two of how can I be here with you next week.